Welcome, it's the Daily Objective, Jonathan Honig from CapitalistPig.com. Delighted you're with us today. We come to you Monday through Friday with unique applications of Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism. We're students of objectivism learning together. And we have one of those topics, as they say, ripped from the headlines, just crossing the tape now. It concerns a man by the name of John Hinckley Jr. And for those who might be a little bit younger and Maybe our audience not watching from the States might not know who exactly that is. Let me bring it back to March. Well, let me make sure I have the sound on, but let me bring it back to March, the end of March, easy to watch. Obviously, what you just saw was the attempted assassination of, of President Reagan. And um, this was back on March 30th of 1981. He was, in fact, wounded. The president, along with three other men, were shot. Um, as you saw, he was returning to his limousine from giving a speech. Um, there we see a, that's a still that was just the moment before that you saw. I mean, as you imagine, this was one of the most you know photographed uh, assassinations probably in history. Uh, there was the president smiling. He heard that first shot. You saw a look of concern on his face. The bullet is hit, and then several bullets are hit. Members of his his uh, team is his uh, squad there, and there you see the president falling into the hands of the Secret Service agents. Um, here's one more, take a quick another look from another view. A little bit closer up this time, and the president rushed to the ground and rushed into the into the limo. So. Reagan obviously survived. He was shot and survived. James Brady, who was the White House press secretary, a Secret Service agent, and another police officer by the name of Thomas Delaney, they were also wounded. Brady suffered brain damage. He was per permanently disabled. In fact, if you've ever watched the White House press briefing, the press briefing room, I believe, is called the Brady briefing room in honor of James Brady, who was the press secretary at the time. Charged with President Reagan's assassination, was the man of the hour. It's just literally my uh, New York Post uh, uh, alert is going off. John Hinckley Jr. He was charged with attempting to kill the president, assault on a federal officer, use of a firearm during the commission of a federal felony. He was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon times four. He was charged with assault to intent to kill while armed times four, assaulting a police officer with a deadly weapon and as they say, to gild the lily in the criminal world, carrying a pistol without the required license. We all just saw it on videotape from several angles. What was the verdict? Not guilty. He was found not guilty on all counts by reason of insanity. And from that moment on, we're going back now, what, 40 years, Hinckley was confined to a mental hospital. He told Penthouse in 1983 that on a normal day, he would, quote, see a therapist, answer mail, play guitar, listen to music, play pool, watch TV, eat lousy food, and take delicious medication. 
can't make light of this, although I'll say for, I think it sounds like a lot of American college students <laughs> right now. Um, by 1999, which when you think about it is basically 20, uh, you know, roughly 20 some years after he attempted to assassinate the president, he shot the president. 20 some years later, he was permitted to leave the hospital for supervised visit with his parents. 10 years after that, he was permitted to visit his mother for 10 days at a time, to basically take 10 days away from the hospital. He was able to have a driver's license in 2009. By 2016, he was released from this institutional psychiatric care. He was required to live with his parents. And by 2018, John Hinckley Jr., you know, the guy we just saw like shoot the president, he was permitted to live on his own which brings us almost to here we are today. In 2021, he was granted full unconditional release. And here we are, this is today's headline. Hinckley nears full freedom 41 years after shooting Reagan. So got me thinking as students of objectivism, you know, Ms. Rand, uh, Ms. Rand died in what, of 82, um, here was what Ms. Rand said about justice, whether justice would have been done. Justice is the virtue of, quote, judging men's character and, and conduct objectively and of acting accordingly, granting to each man that what he deserves. And the need to, this is uh, ARI's interpretation now, the need to judge other men, it's inherent in man's life. So was, has justice been served here? You know, the idea of letting uh, John Hinckley Jr., the man who paralyzed one man with brain damage, shot two others, shot three others. Oh, I don't know, including the president. You know, is this is this justice being done? What would Miss Rand have to say about that? This notion of really what justice should be and what punishment should be. Well, I, I was reminded of a Q and A that Dr. Peikoff held in the 1976 course. Um, in which he's asked about this notion of punishment. And um, there's two clips I wanna play. Uh, this one is, the first one is, um, actually make sure the other one. The first one is on the nature of retributive justice. Should, should justice be retributive? And here is what, forgive me, here's what uh, Ms. Fran said about that. I'll try this one very briefly, if it can be done briefly. And I'll have to do it briefly. Modern judicial theorists hold that justice is a purely practical concept and has no purpose other than preventing or discouraging future crime. Does objectivism hold that there are any practical reasons for punishing criminals other than prevention? Does objectivism believe in retributive justice as opposed to prevention or rehabilitation? Yes. Pardon? Yes. yes. Certainly. Ms. Rand says, yes, we believe in retributive justice. I love that. You know, if you, if you, it's hard to hear, but Ms. Rand is actually sitting, listening to Dr. Peikoff in 1976 give this presentation about objectivism. So when Ms. Rand hears Dr. Peikoff ask that question, does objectivism believe in retributive justice? You hear Ms. Rand come in and say, yes, yes. Um, so yes, this idea of, retri of retributive justice. And what, is that, what does that look and sound like? Here is once again, Dr. Peikoff. 
rules in human life, you understand what is the practical consequence. Now, as far as punishing uh, criminals, certainly we believe in retributive justice. Retributive justice means justice. It means punishing them for what they have done. And the contrasting theory is not punishing them for what they have done, but as advocated by some philosophers, but punishing them independent of what they have done in order to bring about a desirable social result in the future, such as rehabilitating them or whichever. Now I'll just stop it right there. I mean, that, I think that, that was the idea that justice is retributive, that rehabilitation is not the purpose. And in fact, this is again visited, I mean, I know it's visited throughout the objectivist corpus, but what I just could remember this morning was it's actually uh, visited in the letters of Ayn Rand as well. Uh, Ms. Rand writes, and this is during a very long letter, talking about this issue of, of ethics and of punishment. She says, one should never attempt to deprive a man of the consequences of his actions, good or evil. And this is on, on the issue of punishment. The law should A, correct the consequences of the crime in regard to the victim whenever possible, such as recovering stolen property and returning it to the owners. B, impose restraints on the criminal, such as a jail sentence, not in order to reform him, but in order to make him bear the painful consequences of his action or their equivalent, which he inflicted on his victims. C, make the, the punishment proportionate to the crime in the full context of all the legally punishable crimes. And, oh, I don't know, in the you know whole sphere of shooting people, shooting the president seems like, you know, it's up there, it's up there. This isn't like shooting a squirrel. The principle, Ms. Rand writes, once again from the letters, the principle by which the specific argument has to be guided is retribution, not reform. The issue of attempting to reform criminals is an entirely separate issue and a highly dubious one, even in the case of juvenile delinquents. And I really recommend you get the letters of Ayn Rand. It's short, very interesting, fascinating reading. So. Here we are, John Hankley Jr. You shot, saw it on tape, shot four men, won the president. I mean, here, here are the victims. Thomas Delaney is a cop. I believe he's deceased now. This guy shot him. He had a bullet ricochet off his spine. James Brady, brain damage, permanently disabled. He never walked again. Tim McCarthy, uh, the Secret Service agent, took a bullet to his chest. Oh, and yeah, the president was shot rushed to the hospital, you know, very close to not living. And uh, uh, Hinckley should be in jail. That is where he belongs, in my opinion. This is not objectivist. In my opinion, he belongs in jail. It is a insult. I mean, this, this is an absolute outrage. This is disgusting. And I'm not just talking about the look of him. The fact that John Hinckley has been out walking around, getting his big gulp, eating at Subway, living, having a driver's license is, it's, I, I, I mean, it's, it's preposterous on its face. This isn't a white collar crime. This isn't insider trading. This isn't even Bernie, you know, this isn't, he, remember when he tried to assassinate the president? We just saw that. And here he is getting out of his, SUV and, and eating at Subway. Now, 
That to me is unbelievably offensive. And I don't even like Reagan. And Miss Rand, of course, didn't even like Reagan. But, you know, this notion that, oh, he's been reformed or he's been, you know, you know, he's, he's, um, he no longer, throw, you know, he's been rehabilitated. You know, he is supposed to be there because of the, con in my opinion, the consequences of his actions. And the idea that you can shoot the president and, the, and, 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 and shoot four people and then just like kind of have a nice later in life. I mean, can you imagine his friggin' match.com profile? What do you love? You know, subway, walks on the beach, tell me about your history. Oh, I had a little run in with the law. I mean, it's offensive, as is this. I mean, this monster has a friggin' YouTube channel. Listen to this. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing great. I'd like to say that I'm starting a record label. It's called Emporia Records, E-M-P-O-R-I-A. Probably gonna get a fucking PPP loan. Excuse my French for that. He's starting, he's starting a record label. Isn't that lovely? I mean, it's offensive to me. It's offensive that someone who commits such a heinous, monstrous act is walking around, starting a YouTube channel. Um, Ran famously, you remember, or you should know, was opposed to the death penalty. And she made the point that humans, including juries are fallible, mistakes can be made. There was no mistake in this case. It's, there's photographic undisputable evidence. I believe he admitted to it and he pled guilty by reason of insanity. But here's the question I wanna to ask to you, our very non-philanthropic audience so far on the super chat, but how is justice served by letting the man who almost killed the president and, you know, permanently disabled someone. I mean, he shot, he shot four people, including the president. He, you know, how is justice served by letting him go free? And these are some of the ideas I thought I have. I mean, is this kind of the same old spitting on America? I mean, the idea that, you know, anything to kind of piss on America a little bit, make us not feel so great or look so great. Is this straight up altruism? Um, you know, is this religion, you know, turn the, turn the other cheek? I, I was kind of mystified by it, but really angry about it. Um, and wanted to bring that to your attention. I want to also thank you for supporting the Enron Center UK, especially members. You're the ones who are literally keeping the lights on. We've got great activities coming in the coming year, live and in person. And what we're doing day after day, week after week is exploring Ayn Rand's objectivism. Um, as students, you know, we have everyone from Rucka Rucka Ali to Mark Pellegrino uh, to myself and, and many other students of objectivism, along with so many experts from you know, Don Watkins and James Valiant to Harry Binswanger, Shoshana Milgren, and so many others. So we're trying to bring you some of Ayn Rand's ideas and, and spark interesting conversation of debate. So my takeaway today more than anything else is check out the 1976 lectures. They're all available online and listen to Ms. Rand's and Dr. Peikoff's comments on justice and on punishment, and maybe come to your own conclusions as to whether justice has been served by letting the man who uh, tried to uh, attempted to assassinate the president shot and, and you know, mortally wounded other, another man as well, uh, has justice really been served in the best sense? Getting Each person getting what he or she deserves. So, you know, 16 minutes in, unlike the rest of the crew, I don't feel like that we need to, you know, go on and on. I try to keep it tight. So that's what I had for you today, talking a bit about John Hinckley Jr., 
don't subscribe. I mean, I mean, honestly, I'll just say this, and I don't want to go on too long, but like we've got a YouTube channel and John Hinckley Jr. has a YouTube channel. I mean, please don't subscribe to him, but do subscribe to us. Ring the bell, click, put like, become a, a member or become a, a part of what we're doing here. Thank you, Marilene. Thank you, Enric, who is, uh, thanks me for clarifying the issue of justice in the court. And um, Equal Reality is a, is a member, Daniel is a member, um, so many others. So support what we do. We're here Monday through Friday, live events, and always um, learning together as students of objectivism. Do we have anything else coming up on the channel today? Let me hear from our, uh, yes, yes, I'm getting it in right now. Actually, I'm not getting anything in, um, but keep it tuned here. Oh, yes, of course. I'm just getting it in my screen here. Keep it tuned here because at 10 p.m. U time, 10 p.m. UK time, we've got the cutting edge, which is always on the cutting edge. So the point is, is that we're students of objectivism learning uh, together. And once again, Rand is even more relevant than uh, today than she ever was. So thanks for spending some time with us today. We'll see you back here tomorrow with more of the Daily Objective. Best promises.